You're listening to Soul Sense, the show that simplifies spirituality. This podcast is your modern guide to soul growth, manifestation, healing, and magic. Let's go on this journey together. Get ready to awaken your soul sense and watch the magic unfold. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Soul Sense with Sultina. Today is such a special episode. It's the first interview I've done on this podcast. And if you've heard my first episode ever, I was talking about how eventually I really want to get more guests on the show um, to talk about spirituality, consciousness, soul growth, magic, and all that good stuff. Well, today's that day because we are talking to Brittany Lee. She's a professional psychic medium uh, cartomancer, I believe that's what it's called. So that's psychic work using cards like tarot and oracle cards. And she's also a pro witch. I love that. We talked about reclaiming that word witch, how for centuries it has been steeped in negativity, partly because of religion, no judgment to religious people out there. But Brittany explains perfectly what it means to be a witch in this day and age and how there's nothing negative about it. We also talked about her experience as a psychic medium dealing with ghosts and spirits. I know that can be too spooky for some because it's almost ingrained in us to be afraid of all of the things that exist in the spirit world. And my aim with this episode is to make you guys understand that there is nothing to be afraid of. We are powerful. We are not at the mercy of anything or anyone, let alone spirits. We create our own reality. I've said that many, many times on this podcast. Brittany is based in Los Angeles, the land of celebrities. Um, She considers herself a celebrity psychic medium as well. So she reads for a lot of celebrities. We talked about some of those celebs she's read for, what her experience was like with those types of readings. And the most fun topic we dove into is all of the dead celebrities that she has channeled and spoke to. That was just, that was like so interesting to me. I don't want to get too much into it, but let's just say we spoke about Tupac a lot, uh, Marilyn Monroe, and Anna Nicole Smith, just to name a few because there's so much more. One thing we forgot to mention is that Brittany just finished curating her Moon Ritual box with Joylin Naturals. So this is a collection of herbs, incense, crystals, essential oils, and other sacred tools that she uses in her practice. And I believe the box uh, has also been blessed under the full moon by Brittany herself on her altar. So I can imagine how powerful these tools are for our own rituals. So if you're interested to know more, you can head over to her Instagram page at Brittany Lee Tarot. That's Lee as in L-E-I-G-H. I'm going to have all of this information in the show notes. Also, I cannot believe this episode coincides with Halloween. This is literally what my dreams are made of. 
talking about spirits, ghosts, and witches right on my favorite day of the year. I'm so happy. Please listen to this episode with an open mind and share this episode on your social media or with your friends, family, lovers, whoever you think might be interested in this topic. Or if you think this episode might help someone, please share it with them. Let's spread the love. Anyway, I hope you all enjoy this episode. It's an amazing one. You can connect with me on Instagram at SoulSense with Silkina. I love getting messages from you guys. And yeah, enjoy. I'll see you guys on the other side. Brittany, thank you so much for being on my podcast. You're my first ever guest, and it's such an honor to talk to you today and to be in your presence. (laughs) I love you. You're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. All right. So let's just get into it. You know, it's been it's been a lot for so many people this year. It's been a heavy year. Uh, We're moving and navigating through a lot of emotions, but I feel like it's also been a very transformational year for a lot of people as well. And I'm sure many of us will come out of the other side, probably a different person with so much more understanding. So how have you been doing and how has this year made you feel? Are you okay? (laughs) Well, I totally agree with you. And this year has made me feel you know, I keep saying the words ebb and flow, you know, I find myself saying that a lot this year. And I've done a lot of shadow work, which is, you know, healing. Um, A lot of people are doing that without realizing they're doing that, that there's a term for that. So just like everybody else, I've been on a healing journey, having ups and downs. Like I told you this past week, I had two panic attacks and I don't have that many in a year, let alone in a week. So Um, Being gentle with oneself during this time, I feel is imperative. We are going through this shift of consciousness and it's painful. (laughs) I think that's, that's so important. That's a really good word that you used, which is like being gentle with yourself. It's so important to not judge yourself or however you're feeling. You know, some people are feeling extreme joy and some people are feeling extreme sadness and it's like, there's no right or wrong. I think when it comes to experiencing 2020, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I've gone through waves of emotions from feeling just like the celebratory, you know, wait, celebratory, sorry, it's gonna say celebratory and jovial. And I mix it into one word, celebratory, jovial energy, you know, and I'm very blessed and just humbled that I've been able to work during this whole time. You know, my business as a healer, as an energy worker has quadrupled during this time. And I'm very mindful of like who I say that to. And because I know a lot of people aren't working right now. And, but I do know a lot of healers that are working nonstop. So it's just been a whirlwind. Especially if you're a a healer. That's a lot. We are in high demand right now. So yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's like it's it's a blessing, but it's also a lot. Like we have to take care of ourselves as well throughout this crazy year. Um, for people that don't know you and are not familiar with your work, you identify yourself as a psychic medium, right? I do a psychic medium, tarot card reader. I've also been called a witch. I am a professional witch. I do identify. We love that. that here. We love that. <laughs> Yeah. And every now and again, you know, they'll throw in celebrity because I do have celebrity clientele. And we're going to talk about that later. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't want to sound, you know, too like egotistical about it. I'm a celebrity healer, but I am. I do um, have celebrity clients. So yeah, that's that's what I call myself. <laughs> yeah. And how would you describe your work? Like, what is it like really to be a psychic medium? Well, that's a very great question. Um, in my sessions, I go over, you know, past, present, future. I can predict the future, which is still very odd coming out of my mouth um, because my dates have been acquired this year. That's another thing with 2020 is that I've opened up new gifts. Um, and so I do predict the future. I do touch on things that you can work on and let go of. I do see warnings, you know, maybe there's a person, a situation coming through and it'll help you navigate it. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. I can also connect with the spirit realm as a medium. So I can connect with ancestors, guides, past loved ones. It's never a guarantee that the people that we want in the spirit realm to come through, but I will try my best. <laughs> so it's kind of like you just open yourself up. It's not like you can't really connect to a specific person, I guess, if, if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I can call upon that person. I like to just see who comes through, see who wants to come through. I do like an opening, um, protection ritual, if you will, it's visualization. I visualize a lot of things. And so when I cast that protective light, I'm pushing out any energies that aren't in alignment with my client and myself. And I call forth everything that is. So sometimes, you know, some people don't come through and you never know. I tell people often that spirits don't transcend ego necessarily in the spirit realm. They're very much attached to ego. So, you know, I can't guarantee it, but I do have a high accuracy rate. <laughs> so I can, I can vouch for that. Um, I had a reading with Brittany on my birthday. So this was like a month ago and you gave me a lot of dates and the ones that you gave me this year that have already passed, it was two dates and actually, you know, big things happened on those dates. I'm not going to get into it here, but <laughs> we can talk about it later. Like I just wrote it down and I forgot about it. I forgot about it. And then after it happened, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to check. Like, I wonder if Brittany gave me these dates, you know, cause it's like, I didn't want to anticipate anything. Like I didn't want to sit around and be like, Oh, it's this date. Like what's going to happen, you know, yes. but it's like, I was just really easy about it. Yeah. So I can definitely vouch for that. That's amazing. I know when you reached out, I love when clients reach out and they're like, this thing happened on that date. Cause my mind is always blown in this work. You know, I mean, that's life in a nutshell for me. I'm like every day I'm just like, it's like, what the heck is happening? But I love it. I love it. It's who I don't know. I, I mean, who else did that? Nostradamus? I mean, I don't really I know they're out there. I know yeah. I'm the only one, but that's some Nostradamus stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love him too. Um, do you do you remember the first, the exact moment you knew that you were psychic? Like how old were you? What did that feel like? What did you see? What did you hear? feel or I guess even smell some people can can oh, yeah. smell uh, intuitively yes I can smell things for sure I know when my grandmother's coming through oh I love it when I had my first memory was at the age of five I saw a shadow figure in my closet I get up out of bed go to my parents room I'm freaking out they assure me that it is a ghost. That, that was one thing that was cool about my parents is that they were like, yeah, ghost and alien exists. And so does God. And they were Christian. They're still Christian. Um, you know, they still believe in these things. So they never made me or my brother, who was also like this, um, feel like we were seeing things or we weren't, you know, 
But my mom told me after my first podcast episode, um, she said, well, Brittany, you were seeing spirits at the age of two. I just don't remember that. But she said, I would sit at the head of a hallway and our, or sit at the head of the hallway in the house. And I would just point and start describing a man. And the man that I described was murdered in that house. My parents got their first house, you know, they were a newlywed couple, got their first house for pretty cheap because of that reason. And after they have me, this little two-year-old nugget that's just like talking to the ghost. She said she would see me in my crib, just like looking at things, talking to things. Um, so yeah, two, five. When I realized I was psychic, I would say I was maybe five or six, um, we would play this game, you know, my mom would be like, okay, who's coming on the radio now? And I would always know who was coming on the radio. And I am going to be dating myself here. Nobody knows my age, but I grew up before caller ID was invented. So my parents would play and test me with these games of like, who's going to be on the phone, you know, and I would get nailed it every time. So I'd say I'd be like, five or six with the psychic. And to your point of smells, oh my God, like, I mean, I have all the clairs open, so I sense it, I smell it, I feel it, I can taste it, I can hear, I can see it. I mean, and I don't have to turn it on either. It's just there. It's always been a part of me. Like my past life healer is like, Brittany, I've never seen this before. You don't have to do a whole like connection and ritual and a thing. You're just watching Netflix and there's your grandma June just hanging out with you. And I'm like, yeah, that's my life. Yeah. And <laughs> when you say taste, like, how does that come through? Like, what, what are some of the things that you've, you know, tasted uh, intuitively? Cigarettes, um, alcohol, some foods, very strong. Um, I'm wondering too, is like, if I'm smelling it so much, I'm tasting it, you know, but like, yeah, I can just, I'll get like a really icky feeling in my like my throat sometimes when I like more of a negative energy is coming through, I'll feel like I'm being, um, I can't catch my breath or my head will start to swarm. But yeah, I can taste for sure. And, and I felt spirits. I mean, getting ready for this podcast, I felt one tap me on the back. <laughs> wow. Can yep. you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah. I have spirits around me all the time. Some of them touch me. Um, I think that I was just tapped on the back because one's been trying to get my attention today and it was my off day and I'm just like, leave me alone, operating hours, business hours closed, you know, and I think they're just trying to like nudge me because I do get really anxious before any podcast and anything that I do because I take what I do seriously and I don't ever want to shed it in a light that isn't, you know, positive or articulate and um, I want to do justice for witches across our ancestors across the board also my indigenous ancestors I don't ever want to disrespect them in any way so anyway I just felt it was a gentle like not even like a tap maybe just like a just that's okay a comforting pat pat <laughs> between my <Yeah>. shoulder blades <laughs> so you're basically one of the psychics that I guess I would say like you you're actually born with the gift but do you personally believe that all of us can learn to be psychic like we don't have to be born with the ability, for example, to see ghosts, like, do, or I guess I, sh I should say spirits, but do you think ordinary people that kind of grow up and be like, I want to do that work. Do you think that they can also own that skill to your extent? Or do you think the levels may vary? I definitely feel like they can. I feel ESP and, you know, being psychic intuitive is a birthright. And I don't feel like I'm more special than the next. I do feel that there are people that, you know, can be in their DNA. 
Um, but I, I'm like, what makes me more special? Except I've just loved this since I was a kid. And I grew up in an environment, like I was saying of like, my parents never made me feel like I was anything else. So I wonder if children grew up, because if you think of all children, they really have this, like, I'll get skeptics that'll talk to me sometimes just, you know, to pick my brain and, you know, they come from a loving place and, um, not all of them, but some of them. And then when they do, they talk about when they were a kid and they're like, yeah, I guess I shut it off or like, you know, but I just wonder if every household with every child was able to nurture that, how they might be at this level or whatever. And then I don't want to ever compare myself because I think everybody's on their own journey. And there are people on this planet that don't want to open this up. And I understand that too, because I used to be there, but yeah, I absolutely feel you can open it up. And I always tell people, the first thing is through meditation. Meditation, I just, all the time it opens things up. I was <laughs> trying even to like shut it out and meditate and I was like amplifying it more. It's like, yeah, it really, just getting you more in tune. If The more that you're in the present moment, um, the more you'll see the signs and synchronicities. And then you can really tap into your intuition. Yeah, and speaking <laughs> of skeptics, you know, the word, <laughs> the word psychic in general, I feel like has, it, it can carry like a negative connotation. And I, I have to say that I believe it's because of how it's been portrayed in pop culture. So in movies and TV shows, like there's just a specific way that a psychic should look like and how um, readings are supposed to look like. How would you describe this work to a um skeptic and also what are some of the misconceptions about your job that you have personally experienced people tell you about and does it bother you well you know I say that I'm not really here for the skeptics although I have changed the mind of a few which I still think they're more open-minded than they might give themselves credit for um like I have friends that weren't really into this for years and then being around me enough they were like oh yeah like this is for real like I've converted people not on purpose um you know I think the most frustrating part sometimes about what I do is that I feel like certain people will you know test me or have me prove myself and what other profession especially a word of mouth like I'm strictly word of mouth referral based you can't get on a website and just book with me like you start talking to me through email so I'm word of mouth I'm referral based and yet I still have people that are like Mm, prove yourself to me. And I'm like, but what do you make your hairstylist do that? Do you make, especially one that you're referred to? Do you make your bank teller do that? Do you make your, I mean, who, what other profession do you have to prove yourself? Even though somebody has given, done the transaction, they've given you the money, they've placed the appointment and then they still kind of test me. And it's a little frustrating. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't, I can feel when that's happening and I get it. Like when you're, getting a service you especially when it's a psychic medium and I get it but I do feel like there's a moral behavior and every field across the board and this one because it's against you know puritanical Christian society well we're still seeing in 2020 like people are still they don't I mean my goodness call yourself a witch and then really like tell me like people just woo minds blown what do you do sacrifice animals do you worship the devil are you pagan or no I'm not sorry not pagan um are you wiccan and I'm like no I'm not wiccan and no I don't worship lucifer but there are some people that do and I'm like that's not me and yeah so there is like that proving of myself and it's 
monotonous. Yeah. And that's actually what I want to get into next, which is like, you know, identifying as a witch, like in my part of the world, I really don't want to um, stereotype my part of the world, but generally that word still carries like a negative stigma, which is like how you said people think we're like sacrificing animals. I don't identify as a witch, but it's like the witchy life and vibe and style is more than just aesthetic, you know, because we, we see companies like Sephora, for example, selling like all these witch kits, you know, that I know created an uproar. What does being a witch mean to you? And what do you want people to start associating that word with? Because it's not a negative word. It most certainly is not a negative word. And even here in America in 2020, we still get judged. And what I feel a witch is, now this is just exclusive to me because I can't tell anybody else because everybody's got their own definition of what that means. I feel, first of all, it's genderless. You can be, you can identify as man, woman, non-binary, whatever. It's genderless. It's empowerment. You know, it's recognizing your divinity and for you know, the Christians, I always say, well, isn't Christ omnipresent? Don't we have that within us? Um, also, elemental magic is very important. I consider myself someone that's an alchemist that's able to transmute different energies into light consciousness. Um, so elemental magic, a fondness for nature. I mean, witches are called something so different in every culture. I mean, I'm also Native American. So, you know, we still, elemental magic is very prevalent in native tradition and using those elements and seeing the magic in the world. And, and I mean, magic with a K, um, not like sleight of hand magic, but yeah, seeing that magic is actual, it's real. And I do believe that we are an embodiment of love. And I don't know, I just like, I love calling myself a witch. I've called myself a witch since I was a little kid. I'm just like, I believe in magic and potions and everything is a spell, you know, from our words. You know, everything's an energy exchange. And when you realize that everything's energy, I know it's a long-winded way, but I think the um, empowerment would be the key word. And that's <laughs> one of the um, four agreements. I don't know if you've read the uh, Don Miguel Ruiz book. And the, the first yes, agreement, actually, your words are your spell. Oh my God, I forgot about that. And I have that book. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I found that so fascinating. I read it when I was 19 and I was like, wow, I've never thought about it. It's just like the power of language, right? It's like what you yeah. say to yourself becomes your, uh, first of all, belief and then your reality. Absolutely. And being able to like um, harness energies, you know, seeing everything as divinity. I mean, from the power of our words to our orgasms, to our everything, thought process, to the things we write, the money that we, if tell people all the time, I'm like, money is energy, you know, like that's an exchange of energy. So I like empowerment is really what I feel, you know, and I always use the word omnipresent, you know, omnipresence, like you're go within as a witch and elemental magic. I love nature. And you talked about, uh, you know, being Native American as well. Have you always um, been very connected to that part of yourself since you were um, a kid? Like, how did that lineage kind of help you uh, understand the work that you are doing right now? That's a beautiful question. I was actually adopted by my stepfather outside of my tribe. So I didn't know until about a few years ago that I am Indigenous However, my stepfather who adopted me is indigenous and I grew up with some Native American cultures like 
holistic healing. You know, we can heal ourselves with herbs from the, from the earth. And I always identified with it. And I always kind of knew deep down inside. And when my father appeared into my life and was like, Hey, we're a first nation tribal member, you know, Muscogee Creek, like get in our tribe, you know? And like, I just, it all started falling into place. And the past few years on this journey, just for an example, I got this book, um, from our tribe, it's one of 15,000. I open it to this page and it's this house where all my ancestors like lived in. It's this two story house with a, a tree to the right. There's like an opening in the center of it. I have been dreaming about this house since I was a little girl. I've been doodling it in my journals and my notebooks since I was a little girl. In fact, I wanna lay them all out and take pictures because they're in every single journal. And I got that piece of information maybe about a month ago and I just wept. I was just like, I've been dreaming about this house. Like just things like that. It all starts to make sense. And I've been finding feathers in my path since I was a little girl, I had them everywhere. And that's very indigenous. I mean, it's a lot of um, traditions and religions talk about you know feathers, but that's, whew, had them everywhere. That is such a beautiful story. Thanks. I was just like, I get teary eyed thinking about it because it was almost like I came out of my body when I opened that book and saw that. I was just like, I've been wondering about this house. We talk about pagan tradition. I mean, Christianity took so much from pagan tradition. I always tell people, go look at the Vatican approved miracles. If that is not magic in a nutshell, then I don't know what is. You mentioned Christianity quite a bit as well. I don't know if you want to go there, like just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm not coming down on anybody that's Christian at all, because I don't believe that that's, you know, that's, I would never do that to anybody. But I do feel like puritanical, like Christian society has still to this day thinks I'm doing the devil's work. There was this man that used to call me from all different numbers for a long time, telling me I was going to go to hell for what I was doing. Um, I am from the South. I am from the Bible Belt of America. People think I'm doing the devil's work. Yeah, I'm going to hell. And so, yeah, I do believe that it's, um, you know, again, not coming down on anybody that is because there are beautiful, pure Christians out there that are actual Christians, in my opinion. But then you've got the ones that are like, I'm a Christian, but I believe in war. Or, you know, it's just like, or (laughs) you are, you know, I'm going to hell for doing ritualistic work, ceremonial magic, right? Well, they eat the body of Christ and they drink his blood and they sacrificed him on a cross. That sounds so, I've never done anything like that in my life as a witch. So that sounds very ceremonial ritualistic to me if I've ever heard. And that's, you know, I don't know. I try not to come down on it too much, but I'm not Christian. I don't identify as such. And so much of paganism has been stolen from Christianity. I think from what I understand is that It's just like this feeling that in the afterlife, quote unquote, like God will punish you, you know? So that's the part of themselves that I think a lot of people had to heal. You know, doing this work does not make me a sinner. It doesn't make me somebody that's going to be burned at the stake and, you know, burn in hell. Like those things are, you know, I, I also don't want to disrespect anybody, but you know, those things are made up. Yeah. Well, I never, I didn't, even when I was a kid, I didn't understand God fearing that term. I'm like, why would I fear something that I'm supposed to be a part of? And if he made me and, but I'd fear him, that sounds like abuse to me. As a kid, I had this thought process 
and anything within, you know, spirituality, we all, we've learned you don't fear anything. Fear is a hindrance in life. And it just never made sense to me, you know? And then we have things like, you know, Christ came back from the dead and the immaculate conception. And I'm like, so he's the only ghost, the only ghost, the spirit. I mean, that's the only one, right? Like, I don't know, but also, you know, witches were a lot of them, you know, were mostly women and they would pull these women out of their homes that didn't have children, you know, that didn't have husbands that were doing what I do right now. And they would burn them at the fucking stake. And I, pardon my language, but I definitely feel as if like it was to strip women of their empowerment. They didn't know what to do. They would drown them. They would hang them up. You know, I mean, I, we are the witches. We're back. You know, what you did to my ancestors, we're back. We are back and we are full force. And I don't forget that ever. And not even just because Halloween's around the corner, you know, Samhain, not, not even, it's every, it's always in my life because I think about that. I'm like, if this were just what, in the 1600s, which isn't really that long ago, if we think about it, I would probably already be gone. And I love how you said we are the witches and we're back because ever since I was young, I've been so interested in witches. And, you know, I'm talking about pop culture witches. Like I loved witch movies. Like I've just been so interested in all of that. And I always wondered, I wonder if in some type of past life, I don't know if you subscribe to that belief. I don't know if in some past, you know, life I was a witch, you know, and that's why I'm kind of coming back here to kind of reclaim that word and to kind of tell people that there's nothing negative about being a witch, which kind of means that, like you said, it's just about embodying empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in past lives wholeheartedly. And I definitely feel like you were, there's a reason why you and I have aligned from like clear across the world. Right. You know, <laughs> I'm like, whoo. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you see a lot of threes, like 33 or 333 or a bunch of crows, I mean, that you're probably a witch and we're in a previous life. And people ask me often, like, how do you know if you're a witch? I'm like, well, do you call yourself one? Yeah. Do you prof- do magic? Yeah. Like, then you're a witch. I mean, it's, I, people think that it's so like outside of themselves. And again, just to your point, it is within, it's everything that we have within. And I also feel like without trying to dog on Christianity, it's always like you had to worship a God. But like, what about worshiping yourself? You know, why not? If we are in his, you know, and is made in his, what is it? Image, you know, it's like, why not? And in all of the years that you've done this, can you tell us any stories of, you know, maybe some weird paranormal activity that you've ever experienced? Anything that um, stands out? Maybe if you've ever dealt with negative spirits or um, entities, if you want to share any of those stories. Oh my goodness, of course. I have dealt with demons. I believe in demons for 100%. Um, you know, I get hired, well, pre-COVID, I would get hired to come into places, you know, here in LA. It's usually places that have had activity. So they want me to come in and channel and talk to these energies. Um and then I cleanse it of its space. But I always think, you know, aside from the one time I've, I know for a fact I was dealing with a demon that was in my own time. That wasn't for a client. It was just a really awful energy. And yes, they do exist. There are a lot of negative energies out there, you know? Um, but yeah, I think when things are being thrown, the movement, you know, um, I don't, you really use the word poltergeist, but that's what people associate that with. 
because it takes a lot of energy for a spirit to be able to physically move an item. And so, you know, I've been hired to go into businesses and homes and yeah, um, I will say I didn't realize here in Los Angeles, especially working in Hollywood and going to a lot of these places pre-COVID that, you know, Bugsy Siegel owned a lot of these places. So I would go in and I'm instantly getting images of like violence that I don't watch violent stuff. I don't, I can't, it's just too much for me. Um, so getting that, it's like watching that in my head or seeing it on the loop and so many places in Hollywood were owned by him. And it's just like all this violence, but yeah, I'll never, one of the, what's sticking out to my mind is like going to the comedy store and I was there because something was thrown, something was physically moved and they did kind of test me a bit, but whatever, I don't care. I mean, they heard about me through word of mouth, but of course I'm like, yeah, I'll go to the exact place it happened. And I did, and I watched a whole crew of people, their mouths just drop. I was like, yep, it hadn't happened in the kitchen. It happened right here at this kiosk. Like I knew exactly where the item was thrown and why, but yeah, it was a lot of like dark, dark energy. Um, anytime I'm anywhere that's had a murdered energy, it's just awful. Oh, and there was this one time right before COVID, I was in Alabama of all places. And this woman hired me to come on property to like this huge piece of property with multiple houses. It's generational in the family. It's this big farm, right? Somebody in the family found a tombstone out in the woods on the property and removed it. And all this activity was happening. And this family who just had like twins or triplets, I can't remember, something like that. They weren't there when I was there. But he was in the nursery, the father, after this tombstone was removed like a couple days prior. And he said he thought his wife was on all fours, but like in a backbend, walking into, I've got chills as I say this, walking into the nursery. And I found out that they were on Native American land, which all of America is, but this was a highly active area. And I just said, I came into this house. I know I'm all over the place from Hollywood to Alabama. It's just nuts. And I was like, put that tombstone back. It was somebody's grandpa that moved it. I was like, tell grandpa so-and-so to put that tombstone back. You don't move tombstones. Like, have you not watched a horror film? You know, <laughs> like that's how every horror film starts and it was exactly. yeah and then I guess it, they put it back and things kind of resumed back to normal but it was again like I was saying earlier like I'll feel pressure like sitting on my chest or I'm having a hard time breathing sometimes my head goes just like womp, womp, womp when I'm in and I tell people like that don't do this for a living I'm like think about when you walk into a place um and it you feel it in your gut something is off amongst people it's the same in the spirit realm because it's energy so yeah, it's negative energy and I hate it sometimes. <laughs> I really, really do. But you know, COVID is, I can't go into houses and do this right now. So I, I'm glad to take a little break from the house blessings. <laughs> yeah. And how do you see ghosts? Like, how do they appear to you? Like, do you see them as energy or are they like um, actual living um, human that looks like a hologram? Excuse me if that's pop culture. So. Well, I mean, that's a, it's hard to articulate this kind of stuff, but I have seen them in all forms. Like, like you're saying, like kind of in front of you, I can count on a few fingers how many times I've seen an energy, an entity that's a spirit that I thought was human. The last time was actually in San Diego um, in the historical district, I believe. It was somewhere downtown in this old hotel. And I went to walk to wait for the elevator. And then I saw an old 
man wearing this old tiny outfit. And I was just like, oh, cool. He's probably like a performer or whatever. And we both went to reach to press the button. And I was like, oh, I really just resonated that this was human. No, full on, like into my face. The time before that was at the Queen Mary. Um, I was with the piano player. I was a tarot reader at the wedding. And we both did the same thing. It was just him and I like in this room and on the Queen Mary. And we saw a woman in a white dress walk up and sit at his piano. And we both went to say something like, cause he had just tuned the piano and like, he was about to say, Hey, I already took care of that. And we both went to say something to her and just wasn't there. So I've seen him full body. They're very, um, besides the older man, he looked the most human I've ever seen a spirit. She looked very translucent. A lot of it's peripheral. I always say that word wrong, but peripheral. I see them out of the side of my, like a lot of like black and white light out of the sides of my eyes. I will tap in. I can see in mind's eye or I can close my eyes in a session and see. Um, And sometimes it's balls of energy, balls of light. It's usually white or blue, sometimes yellow. If archangels come through, I see big old wings. (laughs) You know, they have different colored wings usually. Yeah, so I can see them in all different forms. And I can't ever, again, expect which will be which, you know, like, I don't know. It's really cool. And sometimes they're smoky. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Like, people are like, have you seen them in the smoky, like, foggy? I'm like, absolutely. I've seen one today like that. And I thought my incense was being lit on the other side of my apartment. And I'm like, nope, just a spirit. Hello. <laughs> and from the work that you do, right, What what is your understanding of spirit guides, ghosts, archangels, angels, what is the difference between all of them? And what is also like, why do you think spirits end up earthbound ghosts? That's a great question. People ask me that often, like, are they stuck? Some of them don't know that they've passed, you know, like, um, I'll, I've had my past life healer. i talked about her a couple times I love her name's Mina Zia and she was just like yeah they're kind of like when they see you Brittany they're just a startled because they didn't realize that that you were I mean I don't know she's told me that she has seen me like a spirit not like a human so when spirits see me they don't realize that I'm human which is weird because I totally am and like I don't know so sometimes they're just passing by so I don't know if it's like streams of consciousness that intertwine at some point. You know, we're learning more about consciousness, just like, you know, NASA released this year. There's a parallel existence of consciousness that's sped up and backwards running alongside of us. So I feel like it's something like that, where it's almost like, oops, sorry, hello, you know, no, don't mind me. And they just kind of like mosey on. Um, archangels come through a lot of times for those that may have invoked it, invoked invoked them at one point. They're not always coming through. And when they do, I get really loud. Like I giggle and I'm like, oh my God, I'm saying these big wings. And like, um, guides come through, they'll flat out say I'm a guide. So it can sometimes be a past loved one. It could be somebody that's an ascended master or a goddess former deity. It's like, they'll say I'm a straight up guide. It's just an energy that I feel like this person's been around you for a while. It feels like the archangels pop in and pop out because you can call upon any of them at any time. And it's a very distinct energy. And then a past loved one will usually flash something to me that's exclusive to them that the client or the person I'm reading for will know about definitively, whether it's like the color of, the shoes that they were wearing when they passed or the way that they passed or just something, you know, very exclusive 
to them, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. That makes absolute, (laughs) that makes absolute sense. And if people listening to this, you know, they believe that they have um, negative entities in their house or ghosts, um, is it easy for us to get rid of them out of our space by ourselves? Or do you recommend us seeking, you know, professional help, like, for example, from you or people that do similar work to you? Yeah, for sure. Like, what I've learned along the way with this, because like, I used to hate it. I, you know, when I was younger, I was like, I don't want this anymore, because I just felt insane. And not a lot of people want that. But um, I said grounding and protecting yourself, you know, knowing that it does take a lot for them to be able to physically throw an item or to touch you, you know, it's not easy for them because we're in this realm, just like, you know, us poking them in that realm, which I don't even know if we do that, but I think that we do. It takes a lot of energy. If that makes any sense, it exerts a lot of energy. So you always have more power is what I'm saying in a long winded way. And knowing that you have that power and don't give into fear because they really thrive on the fear Um, And I used to yell at them when I didn't want them around. And I had a spirit guide come through and say, would you talk to another human being that way? And I'm like, no, then don't talk to us that way. So I'm like, okay, sorry. Cause I would just yell be like, get the hell out of my space. And I would notice that something would slam or something would drop or no one likes being spoken to like that. So that was my bad. So asking them kindly to move on. If they don't, I always tell people visualize immediately I'll close my eyes. I'll put my feet firmly on the ground. I'll imagine my feet as roots anchored into the earth. And I'm protecting myself with casting this protective white, blue, whatever color you like, light around yourself in a circle. Some people call it shielding, just having a bubble around them. It's very, very helpful. And the more you meditate and have your meditation game on point, your breath work game, like if you ever just want to tap into breath real quick, I'd like to do you know, four in and four out or no four in hold for four, then four out. That's my favorite breathing technique. Um, And that usually brings you back into yourself because I tell people, I'm like, if there's a lot of chemicals, people that are substances, that's why they call alcohol spirits back in the day, because they believe that your vest, you were no longer in charge of your vessel. Um, I've noticed holding like copper or selenite will bring me back into my body. So you're less disoriented. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of visualization, I, sometimes I'll put like a, a evil, I always wear evil eye jewelry, have one on me. I put one by my door. I put selenite and tourmaline and smoky quartz um, all over my apartment. But yeah, if you just visualize, that's the quickest way where you don't need a bunch of things you know, bringing yourself grounded back into your body, if that makes any sense. Being mind, body, soul connected. A lot of times people that are going through it, you know, I have mental illness as well, anxiety, depression, PTSD. So when I'm in the throes of a depression episode or a panic attack, I got to be mindful of my energy. And that's another thing of being mindful of your consciousness. Where are you vibing? Are you vibing high right now or vibing low? Because if you're vibing a little bit low, then there might be entities that are around that can attach themselves to you. Yeah, ultimately, the power is in our hands, and we don't have to feed into that fear, you know, so that's something that I'm learning and unlearning, because I grew up um, being told that, you know, if there are ghosts in your space, then you just have to get out, like you're doomed, 
and you have to be cleansed and you have to leave. So I'm learning how to be psychic. And that's something that I have to unlearn because it's almost, I think subconsciously, I was afraid to fully open up because I'm like, but what if, you know, like, what if this entity um, enters and then it's stuck and I wouldn't know what to do. So it's just like, again, going back to that feeling of just being powerless, you know, like I'm at the mercy of this ghost or this negative entity. And it's like people around me don't have to understand that because it's not my responsibility to change their minds. Right. But I'm personally doing the inner work to kind of unlearn that. So that was really great that you said that, you know, ultimately we are not powerless. Exactly. And don't give them all that power. And sometimes I I know it sounds so simple, but it is, I'll just say hi to them. Again, they're just passing through. Sometimes some of them really don't know, you know, and people are like, oh, you know, why are they earthbound? Uh, Maybe there was some unfinished business, you know, maybe I see like spirits, they'll show me like a phone booth that they will go to. I don't know why they show it to me in this way. I also feel like our human brains, some certain things filter through in a way that we have, I don't know if that makes sense. Like we interpret it a certain way, but that's only because the human brain can only function at a certain level here on earth but they'll show me like a phone booth that they'll go to and then that transports them into earth consciousness i've heard other healers talk about that mediums are like yeah i see it that way like some people i can't tap into and i haven't and maybe they just they don't want anything to do with earth anymore just like people turn off their esp and their mediumship birthright abilities here on earth maybe they do that in that other realm that they're in yeah and it's all a choice Yeah, it's all a choice. So I don't always think, you know, people are like, do you send them to the light? I'm like, I don't know what the fucking light is. I don't send them to a light. Some people do, but I am not the one because I don't know what the light is, you know? So yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, totally. Okay. Now uh, we, we have to get into the celebrities because I know a lot of people uh, would be so curious to know, um, you know, which celebrities you've read for. And I know you obviously cannot get into the details of it because of um, confidential reality but tell us which celebrities you've read for and if you have any um, experiences that you would like to share that's um, interesting for us to hear yeah the ones that have been public so far the ones that I share just you know to keep everybody's privacy you know like you said um Lance Bass is somebody that I've worked with um for about a year now and then off and on over the past year just recently last week I read for um Brittany Ferlin Ferlin Lee and Tommy Lee um at their house which was surreal it was so much fun I'm also I saw that and I shared it with everyone I was like Brittany's reading Tommy Lee right now people yeah like I I love it I mean I've I mean there's more that I wish I could speak on and maybe they'll let me eventually um I just want to keep everybody's privacy, but Tommy Lee was amazing. So was his wife. Um, They just like, I don't know. It was just mind boggling. And for a second there, I forgot, like I was sitting there with Motley Crue's drummer, you know, like I was just like, yeah, I feel like I work with a lot of musicians. Um, I did read, and I don't think that this is whatever, but I did read for Matthew Gray Goobler. And I know that he's like the crush for a lot of people. And that was serendipitous that I got to read for him. And I've been thinking about him a lot lately because it was such a trippy, trippy moment that it happened. Um, And he's incredible. He's such a sweet, sweet soul. So my God, I don't know. I just feel 
Lance is amazing. Him and his husband are, I just like, I feel like I just blew his mind and I read for some other members of that band, but it hasn't come out yet. So I'm like, you can, guys like can we can we say the name of the band? Well, people know who Lens Bass is. You know what band yeah, we're talking sync. about. <laughs> oh, what about yeah. what about um celebrities in spirits? Have you ever connected with celebrities who have passed on? Oh, absolutely. Um, people are like, why? How can you do that? I'm like, they're just souls, like we are. You know, like yeah. The first one that really came through without a shadow of a doubt was Tupac. Um, He started coming around me when I was younger and I had a trippy situation happen um, because I read a lot of poetry in my spare time. And so like, I feel like he was around when I was doing that. And, but yeah, there was this one time I just happened to wear this t-shirt that my friend let me borrow when I stayed the night at her house and I've had it forever and laundry, whatever. And my friend was like, Hey, let's go on a hike. And we normally hike Griffith park. But she decided to take me to Eaton Falls in Pasadena. And it was like a last minute decision. I'm wearing this Tupac shirt. I had been feeling him that that day. Felt like I was going a little nuts because I was like, are you sure? You know, you're really feeling this guy. People getting in my head or whatever. And then um, we parked the car. We're going into this place, um, this like these wooded area, this wooded area to look for this waterfall. And this beautiful woman comes out of the, the woods and she walks up to me and she goes, Hey, are you guys looking for the waterfall? And I said, yeah. And she's like, I tried to go find it, but I couldn't find it. Do you mind if I tag along with you? I got a little d- bit nervous. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Cause you have to go a couple miles into this wooded area and the trail gets covered with things and whatever. So we have a long time to talk. And she says to me, she goes, you know, I walked up to you because you're wearing that shirt. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, he's Tupac has come full circle in my life. Like my father was his producer, produced all his albums. And then her brother, it played him in the latest like Tupac film. Is that not trippy? And I was like, then he's around. Like he, like it was confirmation. And I had a witness, my friend who just, her mind was blown, but she's used to me by now. But yeah, I've channeled, you know, Tupac's the one that comes around a lot. And I've um, recently, I've, I've channeled Mac Miller and I didn't really know who he was before he passed I never really like listened to his music and I learned that I was working um on this project like act when I was acting or whatever I was driving past his house that he passed in and I didn't know that I passed it every day for a couple weeks doing this acting gig and I just kept seeing and hearing him and it was just strange and I just started channeling him so yeah I mean it's I've channeled several several people and especially for some celebrity clientele I can't name drop at the moment you know like people that they are in their family or you know (laughs) it's like it's so trippy yeah and do you have like celebrities that have passed on that you wish you could connect with but haven't (laughs) yes like Prince um hello where are you I feel like he has been around but I would probably be so in like overwhelmed fangirl like that maybe I don't feel him I David Bowie you know I've I kind of like felt him once and he was just like you don't need me like other people need me like it was just he had this attitude but yeah I wish I could um channel oh my god I didn't even talk about the fact that I acquired Marilyn Monroe's hair last week I just won an auction out of nowhere like three o'clock in the morning and it's legitimate it comes with a COA it's got paperwork yeah, I placed a bit at 3.33 in the morning. Is that not trippy? 
oh my god maybe this is a sign that you are gonna connect with her soon because you yeah, have like well, her possession right her hair her hair it's like a really small piece um and it's next to my bed and you know we have the same birthday I felt that I have channeled her before I've had other healers tell me she's around me I don't it's just wild <laughs> and going back to Tupac what do you usually channel like what are the messages that comes through from him yeah, I mean, I have journals, like I have one whole notebook full of channel Tupac messages. I do a lot of automatic writing. Um, you it should comes publish out that one, time. the words of Tupac yeah, right? Spirit. It's, it's wild. Um, and there's a lot of rhyming and basically it, it's about empowerment. You know, it's a lot of like talking about the government being a gang it's a lot of like what he was on earth, you know, a lot of these messages like this is still going on. Look at what's going on around you. Um, talking about women empowerment, loving the divine feminine, how it's, he was one of the first ones that I channeled that was like the main problem with planet earth is the disrespect of the divine feminine. And I had never heard it in that way before, but yeah, I had it all like in this poem and, yeah, he's really about women empowerment, um, the government being a gang and, you know, BLM. He actually came around before the BLM movement and uh, told me this was going to happen and was like, this, they're going to be in the streets. And that one song, um, oh, my God, I'm spacing on it. Oh, my God, the main song that he talks about. Oh, my God, I'm spacing, I'm spacing. But anyway, nonetheless, like, he, this one, the song lyrics would pop into my head. And I had a Facebook memory that was like two years ago, you shared this. And that's when he was coming through with that song. So his essence comes through through songs or poetry or rhymes, very rappy rhymes. Um, and my crown chakra is itching as I say this. So this is affirmation. But yeah, I have a whole notebook full of Tupac channeling. That's amazing. Um, I'm so yeah. fascinated by this. That is amazing. And my handwriting changes, which is really, really spooky. Yeah, I've done automatic writing before. And it's like that moment when your handwriting changes, it's like, whoa, what's happening? But yeah. yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> yeah, and you can, I tell people you could call upon them, you know, like, I'm not special. You can call upon an energy and they'll come through if they're willing to help. And a lot of them just want to talk. And some of them are very attached to earth because they still have past they have loved ones here and a lot of the guides and ancestors and past loved ones are all coming through to help us during this time because of a modern day plague, because of the huge, like the biggest civil rights movement that's still going on all over the country. People are still in the streets and, you know, here in America with this election between, you know, not that I need to bring this up on your podcast, but, you know, no, no, one that's and fine. Dog two. it's like, this is, a, you know, it's like, what's happening here so they're helping us our ancestors and guides and they've been helping for a while and it's that's so beautiful war. and comforting to know that you know we are never alone we are not um I kind of want to end on that because I feel like that's so profound you know like messages from Tupac and on Halloween this episode is being uploaded on Halloween so y'all is like perfect <laughs> I actually, I meant to ask you this at the beginning of um, the podcast, but we went right into it. But what does your morning routine look like? Like, I love asking this question because I feel like if I don't 
wake up and do my spiritual routine, my entire day just is, you know, for a lack of a better word is like fucked. Like I feel messed up in my head. I feel so imbalanced. So what do you personally do when you wake up in the morning and what makes you feel sane? Well, my morning routine has been off the past few weeks. So thank you for bringing me back to this. Messengers are everywhere. Um, The first thing I like to do before my feet even hit the ground is express gratitude. And I sleep with my little dog, you know, it's just me, myself and I, my dog. And like, I just grab him and I'm like, we made it another day. And I give him a kiss and I'm grateful for the day. Mostly I wake up a very happy person because I woke up. But yeah, I try to at least think of one thing I'm grateful for before my feet hit the ground. On a good day, I like to do some breath work and a little quick meditation, a chakra balancing meditation to be exact. So a minute to each chakra um, and some breath work. And then I always have to walk my dog, speaking of which. And so when I go outside, I like to put my bare feet on the ground. Um, if I can find a safe place in LA on during COVID, it's kind of hard and I live on a busy street, but whatever, but putting myself on the ground, you know, on earth, flat, um, earthing. So, yeah. And I think that that's helpful. Or if, if I'm feeling really good, I like to look in the mirror and say some positive affirmations to myself as I'm putting on my face and brushing my teeth and, you know, being able to look myself in the eyes. It's really, really helpful. If you simply just say today is going to be a good day. It usually is. Yeah. And it goes back to the power of language. What, what you say to yourself. I love that. It's so simple. And, but yeah, I mean, grounding is so important. Uh, Meditation you've said many times on uh, this podcast, it's so important um, to kind of just feel grounded in your body, in your mind and in your soul. This has been so lovely. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I swear I could talk to you about this forever. I am right. I love talking to you. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's, um, I share that, uh, belief with you that I don't watch anything horror. Like people are going on and on about, um, Netflix new show, the haunting of whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I can't, can't." like, I can't watch anything that's, you know, that pops out or scares you because I feel like I'm opening myself up and I don't want that to muddle my subconscious mind. And especially not before I go to bed. Exactly. I'm the same way. And when I was younger, I wasn't like that. But my indigenous stepfather was like, you're going to open yourself up to those energies. I'll never forget that. And I was like, did you see my light flicker? Did you see my light flicker? As I said that I actually did. My God, I'm so glad you witnessed that. Well, and it's recorded. Holy moly. Right. As I said it, right. (laughs) I was going to say something, but I thought it was just me. Wow. Right as I said that. Interesting. No horror. And by the way, this is everywhere I live. Everywhere I've lived, I've always had an electrician come in. Every time. Because I'm like, it's something wrong with the water. Every place I live. But I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. That just kind of like took me out of my body. (laughs) (laughs) No, we love it. Brittany, you're so wonderful tell all of our audiences where they can find you where to book you so um i heard about Brittany from two of my cousins they bought me a reading with her and then i told her to all my friends and then um, a friend of mine actually booked with you so it's kind of like yeah we're we're gonna keep talking about Brittany on this side of the world so people can please um, do yeah it's safe to travel again i would love to come to jacardia or bali like are you kidding me 
anyway, you can find me at Brittany Lee Tarot. It's spelled B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, like France, and L-E-I-G-H Tarot on Instagram. And if you want to book a reading with me, just DM me. I go through them um, as often as I can. And yeah, very selective in with who I work with. And at this time, I'm so booked that people have to wait and, you know, they want to wait. <laughs> it's worth it, I think. <laughs> it's absolutely worth it. Thank you so much, Brittany, once again. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, I love talking to you. Thank you. Me too. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Soul Sense. I would love to connect with you on my Instagram. You can follow me at Midnight Moon Club. Also, please don't forget to like this episode over on iTunes, leave a review while you're at it, and follow this podcast so you never, ever miss an episode.